Welcome to the Naturally Nourished Podcast that delivers cutting-edge food as medicine solutions for optimal health. Allie Miller is a nutrition expert sought up by the media and America's top medical institutes for her revolutionary functional medicine interventions. From disease treatment to prevention, every episode will empower you with ways to put yourself back in control of your health. Please note, the topics discussed are for educational purposes only. Now welcome, Integrative Dietitians Allie Miller and her co-host Becky Yu. Welcome to the Naturally Nourished Podcast. You are joining us for episode 342, Five Detox Fundamentals. So y'all know we are big fans and proponents of supporting your metabolic health via upregulating your detox pathways. And in today's episode, we are going to cover why you need to detox, the biochemical process of detoxification, as well as five key fundamentals to ensure that you are getting clinical outcomes. Yes, just like the word keto, there are many right and wrong ways to do a nutritional detox. So in this episode, we're going to be breaking down why you should consider our 10-day detox as a quarterly or minimum as a semi-annual approach. We're going to cover what nutritional detoxification is, how to support detox pathways in your liver and kidneys and the biochemical elements required with targeted nutrient focus. And we really haven't deep dived into detox for quite a while now, but you can listen to episode 84, The Importance of Detox with Keto, when we talked about really the issues that we were seeing on, I think at that point, that was my 10th plus year of running ketogenic programs. And I was starting to see people dealing with some aftermath of endocrine disrupting imbalance, like estrogen dominance, or even seeing some stuff like fatty liver presenting after high amounts of body fat loss. And it's important to note that, you know, in our fat cells is actually where we sequester our toxins and our fat cells or adipocyte tissue actually sequesters estrogenic activity. And so our fat cells behave as estrogen. And when we liberate fat, this can have an impact on whole body imbalance. So we generally recommend when you lose at least 10% of your body weight. So if you're at 150 pounds, once you lose that first 15 pounds, we highly recommend doing a 10 day detox to make sure that that fat that you've liberated is not going to re-precipitate toxins back into your otherwise healthy tissue. Um, Because body fat, honestly, some could argue exists to protect our body from the impact of toxins. And we could even look at obesity research and make the argument that obesity is trending because of mitochondrial toxicity. You know, when we look back in the 1930s, literally no one was obese. Right. Um, And we look at the amount of butter and even calories, in some sense, refined grains hit the market in the mid 40s, 50s. And we just really didn't see things until the 80s um, really start to manifest this high impact of Um, impact of obesity. And so we could definitely argue that there's environmental toxins as well as dietary toxins that are likely contributing to body fat gain and obesity as an epidemic. Totally. And with that body fat loss that you were talking about, oftentimes we will stall out at that first 15, 20 pounds or, you know, 30 pounds, what have you, depending on how much weight you have to lose. So I think the detox, you know, is a great thing to bring in 
anyway to help to get over that plateau, but that plateau might be because of the toxicity and the estrogen element that you mentioned. And then to note, if you're just looking for weight loss, detox might be the best way to kind of reset your engine, if you will. Um, so maybe you didn't have that 10% body fat, excuse me, 10% total weight loss with, you know, keto or something like that, but you are looking to lose weight detox could be a great place to start for those same reasons. And then we have another episode 163 detox with real food. And in there we talk about food as medicine approaches to support detoxification. Okay. And so if all of this is kind of ringing a little bell for you, or you're saying that's me, I need a detox. Um, you know, there's been a five to 10 pound creep this year already. Um, and we just want to get ahead of that. We strategically have timed this episode to fall just prior to our spring detox, which is starting this week. So this week, if you're listening timely, May 3rd, which is Wednesday and May 10th, we will be hosting our live detox program. And if you're listening on a delay, um, we always have a detox class actually available as an archive. And we aim to offer this as a live offering like two to three times a year. Yep. And we'll let you sign up all the way through May uh, 9th. Um, so you can participate. If you missed the first class on May 3rd, you'll still get the recording of that. And then, you know, you could catch that class on May 10th live uh, with us or watch the archive of that as well. And then we'll allow that Slack channel. We'll leave that open for a week following um, on the 10th. So we'll have private Slack, um, which is a non-social media platform for like a chat where Becky and I facilitate this. That will open on May 2nd and be open until May 17th. Um, And so that's a unique offering for purchasing the live detox class that you would not get with the archive. And so again, would be worth it even if you can't make the noon Central Standard Time classes on May 3rd and 10th. Um, It's only $14.99 for both live classes, the Slack access, and our most up-to-date protocol, which includes recipes as well as the detox guidelines of what to eat, what not to eat, how to take the supplements, etc. It's only $14.99 to participate, so take a pause, go on over, add that to your cart, check out, and then um, let's get rocking. Okay, and then after you finish that detox, we want you to come on over to our live in-person event in May. So it is now May. Um, Tickets are still available for our Wellness in Wimberley workshop, but they are going fast and we are stopping ticket sales so that we have time to prepare all of the things for y'all on May 12th. So you've only got a couple of days if you're listening to this live or a couple days after it airs to go on over and grab your tickets. This is our only in-person event of the year. Um, So your opportunity to connect with us as well as other like-minded people. In fact, if you've attended one of our prior events, you're probably going to see some of your friends that you made um, at this event, right? No doubt. And you know, the in-person like human experience of this Wimberly Wellness Workshop is going to be incredible. We always have amazing energy and vibes and it just fills up everyone's cup uh, to maintain motivation for eating healthy, for feeling the most vibrant version of yourself, taking that time to invest 
in wellness and really to prioritize you as the head of your household and ensure that all of the learnings are trickling down to the other household members. So this is a two-day workshop. It's open to both women and men. So this would be a great time to bring your husband, boyfriend. Um, This would be great to bring a, a coworker or family member or bestie. You get to figure out your own lodging. This is going to be located in Wimberley, Texas, which is about 40 minutes from Austin and about 40 minutes from San Antonio. So it would be worth the flight into either of those cities. Um, Fun stuff to do for sure, nightlife in both of those. Or if you wanted some hill country solitude, you can stay and lodge in Wimberley, which is a sweet little town um, that I live in and where my naturally nourished market is. So we'll be holding this workshop at a beautiful showroom called Texas, Iowa Reclaimed. And this is a showroom for restored floors and beams where they uh, restore from like Amish barns in Texas and Iowa. Um, And we will be hosting 50 people here. It was going to be a two-day workshop. So you have enough time and flexibility in your schedule to put your feet in the river. There's beautiful wildlife and nature out here. It is hilly. It is lovely. You can zip line through the valley. You can book horseback riding. Um, I will have a list of travel guide with my favorite restaurants and lodging opportunities. We have a couple places where you can stay in a yurt, one that has milking goats and chicks and all sorts of fun stuff along with it. Yeah. Um, And uh, this event is going to be on both days from 11 to 2, give or take. um, maybe 11 to 2.30, if you will. And um, the first day on Saturday is going to be including a functional medicine lecture that I'll be leading. We're going to be doing interactive breakout stations, working with fat, acid, salts, and sweets, um, where a couple stations will be making smoothies, a couple stations will be making dips, and we're going to get to taste everything. Then we're going to do a four-course meal catered by my Naturally Nourished Market, where we get to gather in community. And then we will have a live podcast with a Q&A style Ask Us Anything where you get to come up to the microphone and ask us your burning questions on any topic. Then we allow you to break. Uh, You can grab bites from my market for that evening, uh, mill around our sweet square, buy yourself a pair of cowboy boots and maybe a hat or something fun. And then on um, day two, we're going to be doing a three-hour interactive cooking class with Becky and myself. And then we'll sit down as a community and dine on our four-course meal, which includes our lion's mane leek bone broth soup, a vibrant farmer's market spring salad with gremolata, turmeric, coconut, chicken thighs, and teaching you how to reduce a pan sauce. And then we'll be topping things off with a low-carb key lime tart. Um, It's going to be fantastic. Again, allows you the flexibility for time to float the river, have fun in the sun, hike, shop, play, um, but also stay inspired and focused on your wellness journey. We'll also even be layering in morning activities as an optional add-on, including a parasympathetic yoga flow class and prana shakti dance class. Um, One will be on Saturday and one will be on Sunday. You'll only get the opportunity to do so if you sign up for wellness in Wimberley and we can't wait to meet you in person. It's worth, like I said, the flight, definitely worth a drive. Come on out to Wellness in Wimberley, May 20th and 21st. Tickets are $375 and it is absolutely going to sell out. You don't want to miss it this year. Yes. And you can find that over at Allie Miller RD under 
um, events. So go on over, Allie get your tickets.com. Yes. Dot com. It's like, yeah. I'm missing something. AllieMillerRD.com under events. All right. Um, let's get into it. I think just because it seems like it's been a long time since we've done like a dedicated true detox episode. Um, let's refresh on why the body needs extra detox support in general, because I think this is always a pushback we get. Like you have a liver and kidneys that allow you to detox. You don't need, you know, detox support. And the answer is yes, you do. Yeah. Well, I mean, just as I was alluding to in trends that we've seen with obesity, you know, we've seen since the 1980s that obesity was non-remarkable in the 1930s. In the 1960s, about 45% of the American population was obese. Not um, maybe coincidence that in 1958 is when we passed GRASS law. And that is that acronym for generally recognized as safe. And that's when we allowed um, thousands of chemicals to enter into the American food system. And now we're surpassing 10,000 plus chemicals that are available in the American food system. And many of them getting that that kind of standard of generally recognized as safe by the companies that monetize. So the companies that actually produce and sell and make profit from these these chemicals are the same companies that are the ones responsible for showing that they're safe, which sounds a little bit um, like we need a little bit more of a check and balance system. And I don't even like that term generally recognized as safe. Um, And so since the 1960s, we've seen from 45% of our population up to 50% of our population in the 1980s. In the year 2000, we saw 70% of the American population as clinically obese. And in 2020, we're seeing 75% of the American population as obese. And we can't blame the butter for what the sugar's done. We've definitely had that conversation before as far as, you know, not fearing fat and the mis- nomer there of, you know, focusing on low fat diets and maybe that playing a role from the eighties into the two thousands of throwing things off. Um, but I think it's much more than that. You know, again, it's the fact that I think that we're eating less whole real foods. Um, when we look at our great grandparents and the generations prior, they didn't have to focus on intermittent fasting. They didn't cold plunge, you know, um, yeah, they probably were were less sedentary for certain. Um, they definitely didn't have exposure to EMF like we do. Um, but most definitely they ate real foods because there just weren't industrialized processed products as the norm. Totally. Um, so that's, I think one big reason is just the uptick in obesity, the, you know, exposure to all of these exogenous toxins now yeah. or toxins coming from the outside. And so food is one way yes. that that gets into our bodies, but toxicity in general has been on the rise. No doubt. I mean, we're just living in a dirty world right now. So it's important to prioritize detoxification as something that you strategically focus on particular nutrients of focus that support the biochemical pathways of our God-given ability to detox. So yes, the body is wired with a liver and kidneys to do the process of biochemical detoxification, but we have not evolved to be able to withstand the insult of the amount of industrialized toxins that we're all being impacted with on the daily. And that exceeds beyond the diet. So just our industrialized world, we're getting those exogenous or toxins coming from the outside in our air, in our water, of course, then in our cosmetics and our household agents. So these can be things like our cleaning products. This can be makeup. 
This can be um, hair products, nails, etc. Any forms of pesticides, insecticides, herbicides, um, exposure to resistant bacteria. Um, we're seeing, of course, more metal toxicity from industrialized chemicals that are then getting put into our soils and our water bases. And um, then there are the selected toxins, you know, so beyond diet and eating processed foods, there's alcohol, there's drugs, um, whether they're medication or recreational, all of these things add up and accumulate. And I just want to kind of emphasize again that this isn't to fear monger us, but we have exposure to toxins, whether selecting them or not. Um, in fact, we've seen the umbilical cord blood of a newborn baby having thousands of industrialized toxins. Um, we know that there are 212 toxins in most people's urine. Um, and this includes things like arsenic and um, radioactive elements and um, jet fuel. Um, we know that we've tested adipocytes or tissue in the body fat of Americans and 100% of the samples had benzenes, which are known carcinogens. So even if shopping at your farmer's market and doing the naturally nourished diet approach of, of lifestyle, we still need to strategically detox. And my argument would be, yes, the body has the ability to detox, but the body hasn't evolved to withstand the insult of the volume of toxins that we're being bombarded with in an industrialized, modernized society. Totally. And I think we see that proof in the manifestation of how you know these toxins influence the body in terms yes. of the uptick of neurological disease, yes. in terms of skin conditions, in terms of joint and muscle aches, myalgias, and just more, you know, diagnoses than ever before yes. in history of disease across the board, right. right? Cancer would be a huge one to call out, of course. So we already mentioned, you know, of course, obesity, which would trend with diabetes and cardiovascular disease. So we know heart disease is on the rise. We know diabetes is on the rise, but we also see cancer risk, endocrine, endocrine disorders, um, any endocrinological disorder, whether it is Hashimoto's thyroiditis to estrogen dominance to insulin resistance and beyond. Um, anytime hormone is off, we know that this is often based on an endocrine disrupting compound. Um, excess toxins and excess waste in the body can also lead to overall lethargy, so lower energy. We can feel flatness or depression. Um, we can see more inflammation generalized in the body. So this could be anything from headaches and muscle aches, um, as well as joint pain and just an overall achiness in the system like fibromyalgia. Um, and the list just goes on. And I would also call out, you mentioned neurological. So within that family, ADHD and autism mm -hmm. would be huge ones to consider. We've seen huge research on things like food colorants and additives in the dietary system. But I would I would argue that toxic metals even are things that we're concerned about in the world of ADHD and autism. Um, and then we also would be looking at the high influx of autoimmune disease. I mean, we could basically say that toxins are playing a role of disrupting whole body health, period. Totally. Um, so we've got the liver and kidneys, but <laughs> we need to do a little bit more, you know, beyond just being a human with the liver and kidneys. And I yes. keep seeing these like viral um, posts going out. It's just a little bit of formaldehyde. It's just a little bit of red 40. And it's this cumulative effect, right? Mm -hmm. That we're getting it kind of from all angles. And, you know, even trying to live a low toxin lifestyle if you leave your bubble, if you leave your house, if you breathe air, if you go on an airplane, like right. there are things that are inevitable, right? Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. 
Okay. So, um, do we want to talk detox fundamentals or first maybe let's cover some biochemical pathways and get a little bit, let's get a little bit nerdy. Um, and, and we can talk in here about how we formulated our reset, restore, renew detox pack supplements to support each pathway in each system. Absolutely. I think that's a good call. So, um, when we look at detoxification, there are technically three phases. When I was taught, it was phase one and phase two. And now there's been this third phase of elimination that's been kind of added to the table, if you will. Um, But the first two phases are biochemical reactions that occur in the liver. Um, And um, that second phase also calls the kidneys into action. Um, But the first phase of detoxification is is activation um, with oxygen and enzymes. And what we're doing in phase one of detoxification is converting any fat-soluble toxin into water solubility. And um, we are seeing different biochemical reactions occur, which include oxidations. That'd be that calling in of oxygen. We know from the word oxidation that we often talk about like oxidative stress. So we're already starting to see that, huh, the detox process itself could cause a little bit of stress to the body. And that's important to remember. So we're creating oxidation, reduction, hydrolysis. That's where we're bringing water into lyse or break toxins and aid in that water solubility. And hydration is even a biochemical pathway that's upregulated during this phase one. So phase one reactions have a bunch of nutrient requirements. And that's always important to start with when we're trying to support whole body health and we're talking about functional medicine and addressing the root cause, we're looking at what nutrients drive said pathway. Because if we want this pathway to be enhanced, we're going to want to bathe or provide a higher amount of that nutrient for the body. Um, So phase one reactions are going to require a lot of B vitamins. Phase one reactions are going to require glutathione, the master antioxidant. Phase one reactions require vitamin C as well as tocopherols in the vitamin E family. Phase one reactions require some minerals like copper, selenium, zinc, manganese. Um, We also see contributing factors in the bioflavonoid world, and we see particular botanicals to be supportive of phase one activity. This could be cymillarin, which is the active component in milk thistle seed. We know we've seen a lot of studies where cymillarin can actually support hepatocytes or liver cells. We've seen use of milk thistle seed to actually protect liver cell damage and even um, prevent liver failure in individuals that have advanced liver disease. Yes. Okay. And that's all just phase one. Um, So let's now cover phase two and what that means and what that entails. I think I was also only taught two phases, just like with the three R approach. When I was going through my master's, there was a five R approach and I always got it marked wrong when I said, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, let's cover um, phase two now. Yeah. Well, and before I jump into that, I just want to touch on our phase one supplement. So the way that our detox packs are formulated, each pack has five different capsules. And, um, so each pack is the same. So when you get a box of our reset, restore, renew detox packs, you get 60 packs and you open them up and you're going to get three white pills, a bright yellow pill, and kind of like a tannish pill. 
Um, when we're looking at phase one support, we actually named that capsule phase one, and this is kind of the tannish colored supplement in there. It's going to have the um, mixed carotenoids um, in the vitamin A family. It's going to have methylated B vitamins, so you're going to get a good form of um, pyridoxal 5-phosphate, which is an activated form of B6. You're going to be getting um, also a methylcobalamin, which is an active form of B12. Then you're getting L-methionine as an amino acid to aid with methylation support. We're getting uh, milk thistle seed in there for that cimilarin with 80% standardization of cimilarin. And then we're supporting bile flow with taurine, inositol, ox bile, artichoke, and beet powder. And when we drive bile, this helps to conjugate or gather toxins. So right away, we're starting to kind of activate that liver, aid in that conversion, and start to pull toxins out. Okay, and that's just in one of the capsules. And then mm-hmm. we've been very intentional as well um, with the support for phase two. In fact, we have three of the phase two capsules in yes. the pack. These are the white capsules. Um, so first, as far as the biochemical reactions of phase two, this is focusing on sulf- sulfation, gluconeridation, conjugation, and methylation. A lot of Asians in there, right? Um, and these pathways really drive, once that toxin went from a fat-soluble dormant toxin into an active water-soluble toxin, in phase two, the goal is to encapsulate the toxin so that it's able to be prepared for excretion and removal. And that encapsulation also reduces the free radical oxidative damage that can occur through that activation of phase one process. And so, as you mentioned, Becky, that's why we're very strategic about ensuring that we're getting three of the white capsules, which are our phase two um, pills in the pack, so that we're really ensuring if we're going to activate the detox process that we're giving you that insurance to make sure that we are protecting and removing those toxins, um, protecting your healthy cells from the potential insult or injury. And we take that a step further by adding in the fifth capsule, which is an antioxidant blend. And so the antioxidant blend is there to just protect against free radical damage. So the antioxidant blend includes vitamin C, uh, zinc, selenium. We also get NAC in there. Uh, We see green tea extract, turmeric, grapeseed extract, reversed lipoic acid, and then different vitamin E isomers in the Delta Gold form. Um, And so this antioxidant blend is there to kind of aid as that intermediary uh, tool to protect against that oxidative stress. Okay, so that's the antioxidant blend, right, to kind of protect, um, and we'll get into more of what we can do to protect our healthy cells, Um, but let's talk now about the nutrients that are needed for all of those phase two processes of the sulfation, glucuronidation, conjugation, and methylation, all of those things. Yes. So there's going to be sulfur in there, as you can hear from sulfation. Um, and that's often asked is like, are these packs supposed to smell? <laughs> it's like, well, what comes to mind when I say the smell of sulfur? Um, probably like a rotten egg. Um, yes. So there is supposed to be a sulfurous scent <laughs> to the detox packs. And um, even if you think of sulfur in the world of like cruciferous vegetables, there's going to be a little bit of that off put there. So our phase two pack, um, or our phase two capsules, excuse me, which are the, the three white pills per pack are going to be comprised of amino acids or protein building blocks that contain sulfur donors 
and other amino acids that support this phase two encapsulation process. So we're getting that sulfur in glycine. We're also getting that sulfur in MSM, which is methyl sulfonyl methane. And so you hear methane, you think of gas again, right? So you kind of think of that odorous element. Um, NAC is also going to be included in our phase two. So you're getting a pretty hefty dose of NAC, including that which is in our um, antioxidant blend plus the phase two capsules. And then we're giving you more taurine um, to support that liver element. We're getting glutathione in here, methionine, um, ornithine, and then calcium D-glucurate. And calcium D-glucurate has really compelling literature on aiding with estrogen dominance and aiding with removing excess estrogen from the body. These phase two capsules are also seen in a unique product in our supplement line called Ultimate Detox. Um, and so we'll address that later in today's episode. Um, for instance, if you don't tolerate some of these botanicals, Ultimate Detox is something that can absolutely support the detox process by getting just that phase two amino acid focus. But the name of the game is to get this phase two property you need sulfur-containing amino acids and antioxidants. Um, and I think that that's often a misnomer in the world of detox when people are doing like a juice cleanse um, or thinking that they can just coffee enema their way to detoxification. Sure, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, you're not going to be getting an abundance of amino acids or sulfur in either of those processes. Okay, and a lot of what you're saying is probably not talked about very much in like the mainstream medical world. Um, in fact, the only thing that comes to mind is is talking about the cytochrome P450 family of enzymes, which are part of this whole process. Yes. Um, but that's what we're talking about when we're talking about like drug metabolism. Yeah. So CYP450 is absolutely acknowledged in pharmacology, you know, and every single drug that's manufactured, it's important that a pharmacist knows how that drug is metabolized. And anytime you start a new medication, you should absolutely check with your doctor, your liver enzymes to make sure that your body is able to clear that medication and it's not creating more of a burden than a benefit for your system. Um, cytochrome P450 enzymes take place in this phase one of detoxification in the liver. And um, again, if we're making this argument of the importance of nutrients, we know in mainstream medicine, actually, that when we're looking at toxicity, especially like acute toxicity, like Tylenol, acetaminophen toxicity, or an individual that has just a toxic exposure um, from something environmental or medication or diet oriented, that generally speaking, the first thing that is going to happen, even in mainstream medicine, is they're going to be given a drip of NAC or N-acetylcysteine. Um, uh, I remember my dog actually um, got into a container of Advil and he was going into kidney failure and um, he was put on a NAC drip. And then we were giving him N-acetylcysteine um, crushed into his food for weeks because he almost went into full-blown kidney failure. So I think it's interesting that in mainstream medicine, we would say, oh, a detox is hooey, but yet we focus on the detoxifying nutrients right, to save right. an individual's life when they're going into organ failure from toxin exposure. So I think we could easily make the argument to a critical thinking physician about why not strategically support the body with these nutrients if we know from white papers and we know from biochemical literature that there are phase one and phase two enzyme pathways. We know how they mechanistically work. We know what nutrients are required. 
why not give the body that leg up, just like changing the oil filter in your car regularly to make sure that the engine's running well, why not provide the body with an abundance of nutrients that do the work to upregulate the process to reduce the insult of toxin exposure? Sure, totally. Instead of waiting until that acute toxicity, you know, happens or only using it in that sense, that totally makes sense. Yeah. Another pathway that maybe isn't as acknowledged as cytochrome P450 is GST. Um, and we look at, for instance, in the mainstream medical world, uh, GST could be assessed as a um, genetic test. So it's your glutathione S transferase enzyme pathways. Now, these are more in the phase two, that sulfur um, component driving element of that excretion and encapsulation. Um, but we know that the GST pathways are found in other parts of the body, primarily the liver, but also in the intestines. Um, and these play a huge role in detoxifying a large number of pesticides, herbicides, carcinogens, and even chemotherapy drugs. So this is where we think of like our cellular antiox, which has NAC and glutathione as a really powerful player in the support of cancer fighting care and also in detoxic detoxifying post-cancer treatment. Um, we know that glutathione is that master antioxidant and maybe more in the mainstream medical world, aside from assessing genetics, which isn't very commonplace, they do look at often GGT with a mm -hmm. hepatic panel. So we'll look at our ALT and our AST, which is looking at liver enzyme pathways. This is in a comp. So if your doctor's running blood work, they're generally going to order a CBC and a comp and then maybe lipids or something like that. Um, but if we see ALT and AST elevated and the general liver enzymes elevated, you might be referred to a hep hepatologist or a liver specialist, or your doctor might say, let's run a liver function panel. Um, and they'll look at ALK phosphatase, and then they'll also look at your GGT, and that stands for gamma glutathione transferase. Um, and if GGT is elevated, that's a marker of liver toxicity. The only way to get GGT down, excuse me, is to supplement with glutathione. There's yes. not a known drug right now that can do that. Pretty, pretty remarkable. And also why like NAC and glutathione have been talked about, you know, being taken off of the, the shelves for consumer use and used more as like prescriptive agents because they are so powerful, right? Yeah. And I think if we give sovereignty or ownership to big pharma, that's not a good step because again, yeah. if we're talking about mitochondrial toxicity, arguably two of the biggest drivers of mitochondrial toxicity is big ag and big pharma. Um, you know, big ag, if we're talking back to like DDT, that was an endocrine disruptor. It mimicked estrogen molecules in the body. Um, you know, we heard in that, like, what is it? Silent spring was when kind of like DDT was brought to note when we were seeing the Robin's eggs, um, were being destroyed from that chemical that became illegal and right on its heels, we passed glyphosate. Um, and so glyphosate and Monsanto came into the ag system right when DDT was brought out. And glyphosate's a triple effect. It's an endocrine disruptor, it's a neurotoxin, and it's a sterilizer. It sterilizes the soil and the microbiome. Um, and so these are huge contributors, of course, in any commercial commodity food that's being produced. We're seeing it in kids' breakfast cereals, et cetera. And then when we look at mitochondrial toxins in medications, I mean, pretty much everything. Statin drugs are a very named known mitochondrial uh, toxin. We also know, of course, metformin. So these primary drugs that are given as like a first line defense, 
are really driving and exacerbating. So keeping with buying your NAC and glutathione from small family owned made in the US, also important producers like our naturally nourished supplement line is definitely good artillery to have in your family's medicine cabinet when we know that we're living in a toxic world. Yes. Okay, Um, before we get into our five detox fundamentals, we haven't even gotten there. We've got so much more. Um, Let's just have a quick word from today's episode sponsor, Fond Bone Broth. Yes, Fond Bone Broth is another medicine cabinet essential for sure. They make what I would argue is some of the healthiest bone broth on the planet, and they are passionate about healing people and healing pastures one jar at a time. What I mean by that is that they have ensured that they're moving into ensuring that their selection of their grass-fed beef bones and their pasture-raised chicken bones are coming from regenerative farms that actually heal the soil just as the bone broth serves to heal our gut. They have nine different chicken varieties and three beef varieties, so there is truly a ready-to-sip bone broth flavor for every person and every flavor palette need. They also have just come out with unflavored options, which just include the bone source itself, that awesome, pure, well-sourced bone, along with artisanal well water. So if you're dealing with an elimination diet or food sensitivity or SIBO or AIP protocol, you can use the plain fond bone broth and that can be added to smoothies, that could be just sipped on with salt, um, or that could be used as a base for a soup. And then for the rest of you that aren't on a restricted diet, I would absolutely recommend their flavor infusions because they're just phenomenal. They serve like a sous chef in a jar for you. Um, they're bright. They're a way that I've able to, been able to get clients off of a midday cup of coffee because they are enjoyable to sip on. And when we're talking about connecting bone broth to toxicity and detoxification, I will note again, not only are they tight on their sourcing of their protein-based bones, they're also tight on their sourcing of sustainably grown produce, and they test their artisanal well water daily for mineral excellence and to ensure that there's not uh, metal toxicity. So something definitely important to consider when you're selecting your brand. Also, bone broth in general is going to be a rich source of glycine, and glycine is one of the best ways to reduce toxicity of phenols and benzoic acid, which is a known food preservative. We also know that glycine is a building block to boost glutathione, so when we're talking about our master antioxidant, we're going to get a great source of that when we're sipping on our bone broth and using connective tissue, so eating that snout-to-tail approach. Um, Some of my favorite flavors are the Conductor, which is butternut squash, chipotle, and rosemary. Um, I also love the Nopalitos, which includes cactus and habanero peppers and cilantro. And the Spring Clean with yellow onion, lemon, and radish. They use these produce items and herbs to infuse the flavor and antioxidants, and then they strain them out so there's still zero grams of carbs. Each jar provides you 20 grams of protein. So I love incorporating, when I'm doing a 10-day detox, a three-day bone broth fast to really support and love on my gut, rest it from food, and ensure that I'm getting that glycine along with glutamine and collagen. Um, And it's a great way to get in a deeper caloric deficit if you want to accelerate weight loss and body fat burn process without compromising your body's protein needs. So if you're sipping on four jars of fond bone broth, you're going to be getting 80 grams of protein in on those days and still be at a pretty heightened caloric deficit to get 
best metabolic outcomes. So go on over to fondbonebroth.com slash AllieMillerRD. Use the code NaturallyNourished when you check out. So you may have checked out before using AllieMillerRD for this brand. Use the code NaturallyNourished this time and you'll be able to save in case you weren't able to save with that repeat code use. So a little bit of a coupon hack for all of you loyal listeners. Coupon queen. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Let's get into these five detox fundamentals. So we were trying to like name them all cutesy or come up with an acronym, but we're too nerdy for that. So um, I'll lay them out and then we'll get into each one. Um, So we're looking at activate as the first one, mobilize, protect, convert, and eliminate. Do we want to start with activate? amp Yeah. It's Amp-ca. just not, not cute. <laughs> nope. But it's great. Um, and it's definitely a way to remember what we're focusing on. So activate when we're starting there, we're looking at activating the detox process. So really driving that phase one activity, which is again, that hydrolysis, that oxidative process. And within Activate, we want to make sure that you're loving on your liver. Um, So like I said, when you drive bile flow in our phase one detox supplement, we're giving bile flow drivers with taurine and ox bile and um, artichoke. Um, So bitters are one great way to drive bile flow and bile is going to aid to conjugate or basically gather and grab circulating toxins so that they can be excreted through the feces or through our stool. Um, And so conjugation, often we think of more of that in that sulfur pathway, but it even starts with this activation process. So you got to turn your liver on and show love to your liver by nutrients that support it. Your liver is literally like the OG detox factory. And so when it's burdened with toxins and deficient in nutrients, we really will see that the body will start to hold excess toxins and we'll start to see those concerns of neurological issues, obesity, cardiometabolic dysfunction, etc. So we want to drive detox function by loving on the liver, by supporting it with liver elements like olive oil and lemon. This is a really good combination. So lemon juice and olive oil. um, This is one way that we can actually cleanse both our gallbladder and our liver. Um, It's one way to actually even flush cholesterol. So if you're getting your annual blood draw and you don't want to fight with your doctor about your lipids creeping up, even though we're not scared of cholesterol as a biomarker for cardiovascular disease per se, doing an olive oil and lemon shooter daily is one great way to help sequester and clear that excess stored bile, which will also prevent gallstones and then bring toxicity down. You're getting antioxidants in the olive oil itself as well as the lemon itself. And then you're getting great anti-inflammatory properties um, as well as that elimination of toxins. Um, We think of other bile enhancers in the diet through bitter foods. You want to speak to some of those, Becky? Totally. So um, bitter compounds, whether it's bitter you know, herbs, like I guess cilantro could be arguably bitter-ish, mm-hmm. um, or um, bitter leafy greens, like our dandelion greens or our mustards, um, or using actual like digestive 
bitters, right? Um, not the kind necessarily that we're using in a cocktail, but maybe. Um, there are more like herbal bitter um, tinctures that we can use out mm-hmm. there as well. Like with sparkling um, water, it could yep. be a nice mocktail. Mm-hmm. Yep, totally. Um, we have in our Amazon store the bitter digest or something yeah, like yeah, that yeah. that you were using Herb when you were pregnant. Farm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll, I'll put that on today's show notes for sure. Um, but basically anything that kind of makes your mouth do that little like bit of a pucker. A pucker. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm also thinking, you know, the apple cider vinegar shooter that we use yeah. throughout the detox process could be a great way. I would do either the olive oil, lemon, or the apple cider vinegar. I don't know that we have to subject ourselves to both. Yeah, one or the other. One or the you other. rotate yeah. every other day. Yeah. Um, but if I you think, want extra credit, you could do one midday, I suppose. Sure. Before your first or second meal. Sure. Mm-hmm. Why not? Um, but doing an apple cider vinegar, you know, shooter of um, a couple tablespoons of apple cider vinegar and just chasing that with some water to really rev digestive juices could also be appropriate. Um, you know, maybe we're not eating dandelion greens if they're not growing um, in our garden or we can't get them at the farmer's market, but we could do like dandelion um, tea as an option. I think Mm -hmm. that could be fabulous. Um, Stinging nettle tea also is quite bitter. So Mm -hmm. I know we've talked about that a lot um, in relation to kind of blood building and iron storage. Um, So that could be appropriate. Um, And then the um, milk thistle also, which is already in your, your supplement caps. Yes, absolutely. And then the second one that we're looking at is mobilize. So within mobilize, we're looking at moving our lymph and supporting drainage. So we'll link that episode all about the lymphatic system in the show notes. Um, But remember, your lymphatic system is essentially the sewage system of the body. And this is where toxins can sit stagnant. They should be drained. But remember, the lymphatic system, unlike the cardiovascular system, doesn't have a pump. Um, And so we can see if we're not moving our body that these toxins are not often pushed out or removed. Um, So we need to move our body to move our lymph. We also want to think of like sweating it out. So sauna would be fabulous. Exercise would be great during this time. And then considering castor oil pack, which we give you details on how to use castor oil packs in that lymph episode. Um, But this is one that we really want to focus on as far as removal of toxins and also kind of in this phase of after activate, how to kind of upregulate, if you will, the detox process. We've seen in the world of sweating, um, so sauna could be a great, again, add-on, and I've just got my sauna built in my um, master closet, which is super exciting. It's have, you, a, have you used it yet? Well, we're waiting on a plug change, okay, of course. but it's there. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, and I went with the eucalyptus wood and it's the signature two um, sauna and it is beautiful and I'm so excited to use it. Um, but you know, we know that saunas can be seven times more effective in helping your body detoxify, um, especially the infrared compared to like a traditional sauna, which traditional sauna could be just the sweating process. Like you'd get through exercise per se, because the infrared actually has the ability with that solo carbon, um, heating technology to actually raise your core body temperature versus like the outside side in. Um, and we can see about a two to three degree change in your core body temperature, which really upregulates vasodilation, 
Um, and with vasodilation, that means that basically like the tubes are open to allow the flushing effect or that kind of opening the spigots, I'm thinking, as far as like letting that drainage <laughs> flow, sure. if you will. Um, and so that would be something really strong to consider. I'll put my code. Um, if you are looking at a sauna, you can go on to sunlighten.com and use the code Allie Miller RD. Um, and you can save on your sauna purchase. They are lovely. They could go in the garage, um, but really not an eyesore by any means. No. Um, and then in terms of food as medicine support, um, tea would be a fabulous add-on. And because during our 10-day detox, we have you doing ideally no coffee, um, this is a great way to maybe you know experiment with some new fun loose leaf organic teas yeah. or bring in you know green tea daily where you might have otherwise gone for that like second midday cup of coffee um, going for like an iced green tea infusion we have some good infusion ideas actually um, back on the blog from a while yeah. ago that I yeah. think they all include some of the peak tea yeah um, little packets fun. That'd be a fun thing there. And then, um, ginger is another great thing to support lymphatic flow. Um, so adding a chunk of ginger into your green smoothie. Um, I like to use my microplane, um, especially as my vocal husband, um, rebounding from my little bit of burnout from that post viral laryngitis each night I've been peeling ginger and then just using my microplane and, um, shredding that into the hot water with lemon and a little bit of raw and filtered honey. And that's been really lovely to help to suppress cough in the evening, but also of course, anti-inflammatory, antioxidant rich and supportive for lymph drainage. And remember post viral infection or any form of infection, we need to really love our lymph. So we don't get that aftermath of that long haul or swollen lymph nodes, tenderness. That's an indicator that your lymph is taxed. All right, so mobilize and moving it out. Well, let's talk <laughs> a little bit about types of movement, Becky. Sure, for yeah, yeah. Like rebounding. Yep. Rebounding would be fabulous. So if you do have a little teeny trampoline, um, or if your kids have one, actually, that is I mean, you can even just bounce on your heels. Um, but um, bouncing on your heels or on an exercise ball is kind of how I yeah. do it in my house because I don't have room for a trampoline anywhere yes. in our tiny house. Um, but like bouncing and moving yeah. like this. Um, doing a little bit of um, self-lymphatic drainage. Yes. Actually, there are tons of like accounts on Instagram that are always, I don't know, being promoted to me at this point, but actually like, you know, watching a video on YouTube or something of yes. how to do some self-drainage. So kind of starting, you know, at the lymph nodes at your neck, mm -hmm. then going to our collarbone, underneath our armpit, yes. um, kind of the solar plexus belly area, and then your inguinal yes. nodes, which are kind of that inner thigh, mm -hmm. groin area. And behind your knees is another area of focus. Um, so spending a little bit of time um, on there, I'll link one um, Instagram account that I actually do like that I follow that's called Lymph Love Club. Um, she's out of Austin and does like manual lymphatic drainage cool. and has some really cool tips. So I will cool. link that for you. So you can mechanically like through manipulation and massage and then inside out by kind of like a vibrational or chopping or kind of breaking out as well would work really nice. Totally. Lovely. And then I think, you know, walking and gentle movement yeah. therapy all encourages as well walking yoga especially if you are kind of stretching that mm -hmm. like chest and armpit um area 
dance. I know we do a lot of that in Prana Shakti. Or shimmying. Like shimmying. Taking a bra um, off also. Qigong, key, right? Where we like actually like open up the armpits and kind mm-hmm. of circle that arm around. Um, You'll just have to come to Wellness in Wimberley yes. to learn how to do yes. that. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Uh, so that's number two, which is mobilize, moving your lymph and, and supporting drainage. On to number three as a fundamental of detox, protect. So in the world of protect, we're really identifying the fact that we need a high ORAC score or a high antioxidant capacity to protect ourselves against that oxidative stress. Um, And so we're looking at powering up on produce and enhancing glutathione status as the pillars of the protect component or this third fundamental. So during your detox, this is a time to get five to seven cups of produce per day. And that honestly is probably the most dynamic change for me personally Mm -hmm. with detox because we've talked um, in past episodes about how every time you do a 10-day detox, you want to kind of think about like what habit am I going to retain from this and then what change did I make that I'm going to keep out? And you just keep moving the needle of this continuum of progress towards wellness of what becomes just how you eat, how you live, what is your lifestyle? Um, and then each detox becomes less work per se because it's like, oh, well, I I haven't had gluten in years. Oh, I haven't had a grain in years. I haven't had um, said additive or I only eat grass-fed meats, etc. Um, but I will say for me, sometimes, and I think you too, Becky, it's a lot of work to get all the produce in because it's a lot of chewing. Yes. And when we're busy and go, 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 you know, I definitely get it in my green smoothies and I'm pretty tight on getting my two to three cups of leafy greens, which sure. counts towards yeah, yeah. that five to seven cups of produce. Um, yesterday I was lucky to have a, a pre-made cucumber, onion, tomato, feta salad, um, that I was snacking on during Stella's tennis class. Now during a detox, we wouldn't do dairy. So you could do that with avocado instead of feta. Um, but making like pre-made batched cold salads like that works sure. really nice. Um, amplifying your antioxidants with things like beet hummus and all of these vibrant produce rich recipes is really something that feels amazing in my body. So taking the pause to focus on this as a consistency is a big shift. So five to seven cups of produce per day. Um, and you want to consume an abundance of herb seasonings and spices. And that's because we know that bioflavonoids play a huge role in the detox process as powerful antioxidants. So bioflavonoids can include anything like anthocyanins, flavonones, isoflavonones, um, proanthocyanins, uh, quercetin, and these phytocompounds are key to play a role with binding heavy metals in the body. They aid in removal of uh, toxins in the body by supporting excretion through the urine. Um, And bioflavonoids are basically going to be what's responsible for the color in the skins of fruits and vegetables. Um, So we're looking for that concept of eating the rainbow, if you will, to provide a rich source of antioxidants to protect against the free radicals and um, to support a little bit of phase one and phase two activity. Okay. So five to seven cups and then two to three cups of leafy greens still counts, you know, within that. Um, Beyond, you know, detox, these antioxidants are going to actually help to stop the growth of tumor cells, um, reduce inflammation. We're going to see, you know, bioflavonoids enhancing the value of vitamin C in the body. And that's why we add um, specific bioflavonoids to our bio C plus, for example. That's what makes it plus. Yes. Um, We know they can lower cholesterol, support, you know, joint collagen, um, 
modify allergens, viruses, cancer-causing compounds, all of the things, and the list goes on. Yeah, they're in fact being called biological response modifiers, meaning that it literally can help on a cellular level um, to protect your cells and aid in your cells being less harmed. Um, So there's actually this modifiable risk factor when we up our antioxidant capacity. And we can even see it in like um, aging processes. So things like varicose veins, actual like aging process as far as like skin conditions. Um, we know that bioflavonoids and antioxidants can combat cold sores. So, you know, just daily ailments or things that might be irritating you, um, that you're living with that you're like, ah, oh, this feels a little subpar. Um, this is a really great way to get an enhanced optimal health by getting that five to seven cups power of produce for your antioxidants. Okay. Um, and that may mean like during your detox, maybe you're breaking your fast a little bit earlier because it's hard to get it in. Honestly, that's what I find if I'm fasting, which now seven months into breastfeeding, I feel like I've brought fasting back in just naturally a little bit. Um, if you're missing that first meal, then you've only got like two meals and maybe a snack to fit all of that in. So whether you do pre-cut crudite that yes. you you know store in the fridge, or maybe you break your fast a little bit earlier with a green smoothie, and then you do you know a big salad for lunch, some veg crudite while you're making dinner, and then you know another two cups probably a volume would be needed yep. at dinner, and that would kind of hate your day. Absolutely, and then within your produce, we want you to focus strategically on a bonus of boosting your glutathione. So um, glutathione, again, is that master antioxidant. Um, It plays a role with both phase one and phase two of detox support. Um, It also forms the detox enzymes glutathione peroxidase um, and glutathione reductase, which help to reduce toxins anywhere from smoke to traffic pollution chemicals and even radiation. Um, We'll be talking in a couple episodes about EMF in some sense as far as like wearable devices. And um, we have an episode coming up called Dirty Habits or I think like something like that. What is it called? Toxic Habits? Toxic Habits, but Dirty Habits isn't bad either. Something like that. (laughs) Um, But we kind of came down to the consensus that to offset anything like from acrylic nails to eyelashes to wearable devices, you need cellular antioxidants in your life, even chocolate. (laughs) Um, And so cellular antioxidants would be the add-on here. Um, As far as food as medicine boost for glutathione, um, we're going to get this as a sulfur-containing antioxidant in... In our protein-rich foods, grass-fed whey would be fantastic because it's a rich source of cysteine. And cysteine is a precursor or a building block to glutathione. Um, and we know that both, again, as I was speaking back about NAC, right, and that being used in the mainstream medical field as an IV drip from liver toxicity, that cysteine binds to heavy metals such as mercury. It prevents oxidative stress. Um, so getting cellular antioxidant daily beyond your 10-day detox would be a strong recommendation. That's kind of one of those like... I mean, I used to say like fish oil, quality multi, probiotic, and then like from there you kind of choose your adventure. I'm kind of putting cellular antioxidant as like the necessary quad yeah. <laughs> of, of like an essential of daily supplementation just because what I continue to see in the research. Totally. Totally. Um, and um, cellular antioxidant glutathione kind of lent their, themselves into this next principle as well yes. of, um, or fundamental, we're calling them, excuse me, of convert. Um, so within this, we are looking at encapsulating toxins and preparing them for removal. And this is where those phase two compounds come into play. So encapsulating them is like sucking them up in, in a safe way, kind of packaging them up 
for prepare, preparing to get them out of the body. Absolutely. And so, you know, as far as converting um, these toxins, we're going to want to focus on protein, actually, because like I said, that phase two detox pack is sulfur-containing amino acids and antioxidants. And we actually get the most sulfur from our dietary sources are going to be highest in protein-rich foods. So we see eggs as the highest dietary source of sulfur. Then we see meat, poultry, and fish. And then from there, we go into like our cruciferous, which is like our broccoli, cauliflower, Brussels sprouts, um, and the allium family, which is your onions, shallots, garlic, leeks. Um, those are all great sulfur donors um, from the vegetable family, but we get highest sulfur actually in those animal-based products. So eggs would be the richest form, and we're seeing eggs get more and more expensive. So Becky and I are getting our little chickens ready to produce and making sure that they're fed right now as little chicks who can't fully forge, you know, on um, a non-GMO, organic, soy-free, corn-free feed. Uh, but all these things are worth considering, um, and eggs can be a very affordable um, option of protein and something to consider if, if you have the ability to have backyard chickens. That can be a great way to support this phase two of detox. Detoxification. Totally. And so, you know, eggs are on the table throughout the entire detox, mm-hmm. unless you're dealing with a suspected sensitivity or um, maybe a skin condition or yeah, an autoimmune like an condition. Mm-hmm. Um, we have you strategically remove them from a couple of days. That's all noted in the, the protocol. So you don't have to get too fancy, but eggs are on the table. You could do eggs like a veggie scramble every single day. Absolutely. And what you definitely can do the whole way is eat protein. So like I said earlier, it's not a juice cleanse. So you need amino acids to support actual encapsulation and then um, have the toxins ready to be excreted. So we also are big proponents of our naturally nourished grass-fed whey as a tool for the 10-day detox. I mentioned, you know, just recently that that's a rich source of cysteine and glutathione. Um, The grass-fed whey is also going to be, because it's non-DNA, Um, That's why it has the glutathione and cysteine, a standardized grass-fed way that's not non-denatured. The heat exposure and the extraction process will actually kill off those potent antioxidants. So it has to be a non-denatured grass-fed way like our naturally nourished product is. Um, And then you'll also get some immunoglobulins. You're going to get milk protein for bone density support. Um, And you'll also get more satiety elements in this. Um, We'll also see support for gut health and antiviral components in a non-denatured grass-fed way. And a big emphasis when you're doing my 10-day detox is that I want you to get 70 grams of protein per day minimum. So like I mentioned, if you're doing a three-day bone broth fast in the middle of your detox, you're getting 80 grams if you're having four jars of fond bone broth. So you're meeting that minimum. That's why you can't drink just green smoothies, especially those that don't have grass-fed whey, um, or you can't sip on a a juice bar juice and expect to be detoxifying. You're actually only driving that phase one activation. Yes, you're getting some antioxidants to protect against the cellular damage, but you're not getting that encapsulation, which is truly the pearl and the clinical outcomes. And we mentioned, you know, that's why we make our, our supplement packs of a three to one ratio of phase two to phase one. But I didn't call out that in oncology or cancer research, we actually see individuals that biochemically are primed. So their genetics are prone towards more phase one activity, but less phase two activity, that those are people that often are seen with cancer. Um, And so again, there really is a lot of emphasis of these amino acids. You do need to be in a caloric deficit in order to detox because the detox process of itself is catabolism. It's breaking things down. 
down. Um, and so we do need to be in a calorie restricted state, but we also need to have ample protein at that minimum of 70 grams a day to support lean body mass, to support mitochondrial health, and most importantly for the world of detox, those sulfur rich compounds for phase two enzyme pathways. Okay. So that is the fourth principle. Let's move on to number five, which is eliminate. And this is eliminating toxins through excretion. Yes. So we excrete toxins through our sweat, through our urine, and through our stool. Um, And in this eliminate, we're really focusing on the elimination of the kidneys, converting blood into urine, and also we're looking at elimination in the bowels. So we want to ensure that we're getting a daily bowel movement as a priority for elimination, Our phytofiber would be a great add-on here. This is a plant-based fiber supplement that binds and excretes toxins. Um, We also wanna ensure you're consuming ample fluids throughout the day, so at least two liters. For many people, it's gonna be three liters of fluid per day. We say at least half of your body weight in fluid ounces, so if someone weighs 150 pounds, they're getting 75 fluid ounces of liquid per day. Um, And this is gonna support more urination and also aid with bowel motility. Um, You might even consider in this elimination mode electrolytes to better hydrate the colon for best outcomes. So making our electrolyte limeade with our relax and regulate, we could link that YouTube video. Um, And then relax and regulate, just adding it as a supplement is great because that magnesium bisglycinate is going to support neuromuscular um, function, which can help with bowel motility. And then the myo-inositol, inositol, we speak to that so much on being an anxiety reducer and a sleep supporter and insulin sensitivity, but inositol also is a power player for the liver. Um, And so that also would help with fatty liver or stagnant liver function. So relax and regulate could be a good add-on during your detox and that's really our number one supplement. It's another one that's maybe a, a daily, like that cellular antiox as a essential tool. Um, and then beyond electrolytes, fiber, and fluid, I would consider the world of microbiome to enhance bowel mass and formation. So probiotic rich foods would be fabulous. This would be like sauerkraut, kimchi, kombucha, miso. Um, and then if you're not sure if you tolerate probiotics um, or are trying to figure out what probiotic supplement you need, uh, last week we put out a really solid episode all about um, probiotics and if you're wasting your money and what types of things to look at as a consumer. Um, but we'll also link our probiotic challenge protocol for you to consider if you're dealing with bloating and distension and you want to know if your gut biome is on track. Okay, so that's our five principles in a nutshell. Um, do we want to cover maybe a couple of listener questions about yeah, detox? I know you had a few come out. in on Instagram. Okay, um, let's do this one. So, um, what if you're having a unfavorable reaction during detox, or what if you start to feel worse instead of better? Yeah. So the majority of time when this occurs, this is because someone's having either caffeine withdrawal. Mm -hmm. Um, and so if they're having like really bad headaches and they were doing like four lattes or four coffees and now they went cold Turkey to none, um, that would be something that they might want to pre wean on the caffeine. That'd be a first recommendation. Um, and, um, another thing that I see is for individuals that are eating super high sugar and then they're following or a really processed diet. And then they go into this super clean diet. Um, they'll get a little bit of withdrawal, hypoglycemia or blood sugar dysregularity. Um, and so these are things that we can kind of address more behaviorally, but generally if you're feeling like fatigued, achy, or some of these symptoms are exacerbated, 
I actually would up your detox packs earlier. Often this is because your body, you've started to kind of poke the bear, if you will, or provoke the detox process, and you have a lot of toxic burden to eliminate. Um, And so generally speaking in our 10-day protocol, we do one pack at rise and one pack at bed for all 10 days. And then on days five through eight, we add a pack in the middle of the day. So on those four days, you're getting three packs. So for this individual, if they start to feel crummy on like day three, I would say right away, add that third pack in. Um, And um, you might even consider for a short period of time, adding in a binder. Um, So this is where for this individual, maybe like activated charcoal would be appropriate. Bentonite clay would be considered. Um, because these can actually bind to reduce the detox reactions. I want to note though, binding agents on their own um, are not going to be sufficient detoxifiers. They are simply just binders, right? So you can't like detox with just charcoal lemonade. Um, So binders will eliminate the influence or impact of toxins to um, harm your cells, if that makes sense, or to drive this reaction. But you still need to facilitate with the phase two enzyme pathways, the excretion. You don't want to just bind them and then let them sit stagnant in your lymph. Um, And so if you're using binders at any point, like maybe a gut cleanse or after foodborne illness, you still need our Reset, Restore, Renew detox packs to actually facilitate the biochemical detox pathways. To get them up and out. That's right. Okay. Um, So yeah, it could be appropriate for a couple days, but watch electrolyte stability and maybe even ramp up on like your relax and regulate. Um, And on that electrolyte limeade, I would add to that like, are you moving your lymph? Um, Yeah. And if you are, move it more. Mm -hmm. Um, So more of the stuff we talked about um, in that mobilize uh, principle and then maybe adding on like Epsom salt baths yeah. um, as an additional layer um, at least like three four times during the detox protocol no reason you couldn't do that every day yep no doubt and you might take a halt and take a detox pack daily and then start it again after like a couple weeks of like leading in mm-hmm. and supporting the body in some sense yep Yep, that would be fine too. All right, um, how about this one? I have an intolerance to turmeric. I see it's in your antioxidant blend of your detox packs. What do I do? I've come across this with clients who were like doing the MRT and we're like, oh, we identified turmeric or, or the grapeseed or, or yeah. grapeseed mm-hmm. or something. And we're like, crap, do I take the pill out? Which you could. Um, yes. You could identify on our website. We have a little graphic of like which capsule is, is which. Um, and you could identify that. But you can also kind of make your own detox pack, if you will. Yeah. So there's a hack to this um, where you could take three of our ultimate detox, which again is sold as a bottle. And that's the white pill in our Reset, Restore, New Detox packs. So there's three per pack. So you would take three ultimate detox capsules, one cellular antiox, which is that NAC glutathione blend, and then one Brocco detox. Um, And so those five pills would be your build your own replacement pack. And then every time you're to take a pack, you just take those five pills in combination. Yes. So good, a good hack. Or if you like run out of your detox packs and you happen to have everything else on hand, um, could work nicely. Um, how about where do I start with reducing toxins from my home. I know this can feel really overwhelming when you hear it for the first time. Yeah. So you just focus on, you know, where you can start. (laughs) Um, but we do kind of 
focus as far as the big areas of toxins uh, into plastics, pesticides, and perfumes. So first things first, you could start swapping out all of your plastic food containers, water bottles with glass or stainless steel. They don't have to be super expensive. It could just be like a Pyrex pack from Target um, that would work just fine. Um, starting to purchase local, sustainable, organic produce where possible. Bonus if you can grow your own as far as reducing the pesticide exposure. No scented candles, only essential oil diffusers, or um, if you must burn a candle, just an essential oil infused versus perfume and essential oil. Often it's like a combo, so right. watch it out like for that. Says that it's. Essential I had to teach oil my mom then, that. Yep. She brought me a home warming gift, and I was like, "You're so sweet. Now you can burn this at your house." <laughs> I was like, "Thank you." Now see how this says lavender, and then when we smell it, and then we turn this over, and it says perfume plus lavender uh-huh. essential oil. I was like, "This is no. um, something that's an endocrine disruptor, Mama." She tried. Um, I know. She's like, "It's a soy can." Handle. It's, uh, I'm like, okay. Um, so yeah, so thinking of your scented items um, and then, um, you know, maybe an essential oil roller instead of a perfume, etc. Um, and then I would kind of lean into like household cleaners because this is where we can see a lot of my, um, a lot of disruption of our microbiome. We can see a lot of endocrine disruptors here. Uh, I'm a huge fan, as is Becky, of Branch Basics. Um, so we'll link them in the show notes and you can still use Allie Miller RD to get 20% off of a starter kit. Um, they're, you know, all purpose mineral and plant-based cleaners. We've, uh, had one of the owners on our podcast as well, and you can even use the branch basics for your laundry. So it's kind of a one and all for glass cleaner, bathroom cleaner. Um, that's all I have now in my house. Um, and it works really well. We even use the pump, um, soap as an option in the household. And then you might lean into water. Um, So you can check out our water podcast episode where we talked about different water filtration options. And we really talked about how don't buy plastic water bottles because not only is it in plastic, but it's essentially tap water or worse. Um, And then you might think of your air quality. So um, opening your windows would be a great thing. Um, Air Doctor is a great air filter that we'll link on our Amazon store. It's the best HEPA particle filter out there. Um, I, I just purchased two for my new home, even though we're getting the ducts professionally cleaned. I'm like, you know what? There's just so much like drywall debris. It's not helping my respiratory and um, no. laryngitis <laughs> recovery. So we're going to get those pumping. in your bedroom. I've for been using sure, a, yeah. a humidifier, which okay. has been helpful because everything's so dry. Sure. Um, but I think getting that HEPA filter is going to really help to the next level. So I'll link the one that I just purchased to all of you as well. All right. Can I detox while pregnant or breastfeeding? Um, I'll answer this one yeah. since I'm breastfeeding and recently was pregnant (laughs) twice. Perfect. Um, So, um, with, um, detox during pregnancy, we basically don't want to do anything that's going to like mobilize a, and breastfeeding to mobilize a significant amount of toxin, you know, in kind of a one go. Um, so I would say the detox protocol as the diet is written is appropriate for pregnancy or breastfeeding with the caveat that you don't want to be calorically restricting during these times. So there's no reason you can't eat the amazing, beautiful recipes, which are going to have you feeling awesome and super nourished in your body. You just might want to eat more of them or eat more frequently if you are pregnant or breastfeeding because of the calorie demand. Um, The detox packs, I wouldn't use um, as they are outlined in the protocol, you know, while pregnant, um, 
intermittent, maybe if you went and got like your hair done or something and had that toxin exposure, or if you chose to have a little bit of alcohol and used them a couple times. Um, I actually used them when I was having some like gallbladder issues and probably some gallstones unidentified, um, during pregnancy. So I think pulsed occasionally. Sure. And then during breastfeeding, it really depends, um, on how frequent you're breastfeeding. So if baby is sleeping through the night and you're getting a good solid, you know, at least six to eight hour window, I think it could be appropriate to just modify your protocol and do one detox pack, you know, after that last feed so that you've got several hours to metabolize that, you know, you've peed and excreted at least once before you feed your baby again, um, you should be in decent shape. And that's probably, you know, anywhere from six month mark on would be appropriate. Absolutely. Okay. Do we want to wrap with our favorite detox yeah, recipes? Yeah, we'll just list them and like, link them. What are you um, looking forward to incorporating in your detox? What, yeah. what recipes? So I love my cauliflower chowder. I'll even eat it when it's 100 degrees in Texas. <laughs> um, and so it's a dairy-free coconut milk um, creamed kind of chowder with a bone broth base. Uh, it has a good amount of cauliflower in there, of course, as a sulfur driver. And then, I mean, you get bacon and scallions and it's just delightful. You can have bacon on a detox. Yeah, that's right. As long as it's pasture raised and nitrate free. And, uh, we look for one that obviously doesn't have other additives that'd be concerning. And then, um, my avocado detox soup, we just shared that, uh, last week on our social feed. It kind of sips like a gazpacho, which is fun. And you can add either our pure collagen or grass fed way into that. Um, we talked about the apple cider vinegar shooter, but we could also link our, um, turmeric shooter, which is a little bit elevated version of that as something that could also support that liver, um, activation, any green smoothie. We could link maybe our YouTube to, um, my favorite keto green smoothie. I think that's a great supportive one during detox that has flaxseed in there, leafy greens, the naturally nourished grass fed way, a little bit of frozen mango and ginger in there. Um, the turmeric roasted chicken thighs that we're making at the event coming up. So we won't link that cause you just got to buy your tickets, um, to come to Wimberley wellness and then you get to make them and taste them. And then, um, I think kale chips are really fun too, just to mix up your greens. Stella always is like, um, I just did some braised kale with some chicken thighs recently. And she's like, so is this the crunchy kind? And I was like, well, it's kind of crunchy and she ate it. And then she was like, you know, though, the kilt chips are just the best mama. And I was like, you're right. We need to make those. So we'll make those for dinner tonight. We're doing, um, some grass fed steaks and Wagyu steaks and asparagus and a uh, summer salad. Um, so I think we'll make some kale chips with that as well. That's the only way I've ever gotten kale into Noah so far. Oh, so I guess in a smoothie. smoothie yeah, sure. yeah. Yeah. Um, but the only way he's like identified, I'm eating a leafy green. Yeah. <laughs> Crunchy salty. Yep. I mean, it's the yep. best. It's awesome. So hopefully today y'all are inspired to join us in just a couple days in our 10 day real food, naturally nourished detox. Um, now you feel hopefully also empowered on the five fundamentals to detoxification. So we're talking about activate, mobilize, protect, convert, and eliminate. If you enjoyed today's podcast, go on over to wherever you're listening and leave us a five-star review and a couple sentences of what you're loving. And we hope that you go on over to AllieMillerRD.com and grab a spot in our two-day wellness workshop. Uh, if you are able to make it out here to Hill Country, we'd love to meet you in person. Thank you for listening to the Naturally Nourished Podcast. 
Visit our blog at AllieMillerRD.com for recipes, wellness tips, and food as medicine meal plans. Connect with Allie and Becky at AllieMillerRD on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Until next time, stay nourished and be well.